Hi there, beautiful souls. Thanks again for tuning in to this podcast. You can follow this podcast on your streaming platform like Spotify or whatever platform you prefer. Maybe there's one without advertisements like Antenna Pod, for example, or just on YouTube. And um, yes, I really enjoy making these podcasts. Um, It allows me to express my mind and express myself a little bit more thorough than within a movie that I uh, often make on YouTube. And I don't have this camera on my face. And yeah, I feel kind of free with it. And I also think that for the target group, people who are having chronic fatigue syndrome, it is really great to just listen and close your eyes and relax. And as we talk about it, uh, relax. Are you relaxed right now or are you agitated? And of course, when you are ill and sick and resisting symptoms, you might feel agitated and in need of, uh, of, 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 uh, of distractions. And when that is the case, maybe come back later. Or maybe you can try to relax during this podcast and take a deep breath in. And let it all go at once. So this podcast is about the role of emotions in chronic fatigue syndrome. And although I talk a lot about emotions, I still think that I underestimate the role of emotions. And I have been in a, in a different situation. I stopped living where I used to live and I'm in between right now. And of course, there are a lot of emotions that come up in a, in a place of uncertainty, especially fear. And let me tell you a few stories that I have experienced in the past month. As of this moment, it is... Uh, the uh, the middle of February 2022 I'm recording um, movies in advance so that when I'm uh, traveling that I don't have to make new movies and I would like to upload every time a new movie so therefore you will probably hear this in the future so I'll tell you first a story about um, my ex-girlfriend that I met in the beginning of 2020 I think she's a wonderful girl and we got along really good, but we wanted different things in life. She wanted to live in the Netherlands in a city and I've always dreamed about living on the land and being self-sufficient and living somewhere a bit warmer. So we split up and of course uh, the day we split up it was was hard and uh, I had to cry a lot. And since then we actually became good friends and I was okay with that. And I actually thought that friendship in this situation was better than a relationship. So I've I've moved on and it's been one and a half years. So we actually call uh, quite frequently and we we express our minds and talk to each other. And we also helped each other in the past, but now I'm not in the Netherlands at this moment. So we call... And during the call, she was mentioning that she's been seeing this other guy. Now, I, I generally wish the best for her, and I would love her to be, to be happy and to be with another man. At the same time, during the call, I also got tired. 
and it was around eight o'clock in the evening but I got so extremely tired that I thought oh my god what is happening to me right now so I went uh, I, oh, I finished the call and I went to bed and I was thinking there and I was also had some help someone saying like Daniel what is going on right now you have to look inside of you something must be happening maybe it is an emotion so I looked at it and yes there was an emotion an emotion that I was almost unable to express but there was this fear of losing a friendship and losing um, this, this 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 woman in my life not as a as a sexual partner or something but just as a friend and I, I had to express this fear and immediately um, my fear of my my uh, my fatigue disappeared so within a period of 30 minutes I was extremely tired and I was able to resolve the fear almost instantly and I was okay back fine now before you think hey I thought he was healed uh, and he never has symptoms again if you're talking about me well healing is something different than that healing means going through things faster I think so yes I can still develop symptoms and then I have to look within and I can resolve it and the faster we can do this the better our health will eventually get and healing is something that gets better and better only over to after time so then the second situation it was a few days or a week later and I got via text blackmailed for 8,000 euros I've been put under pressure and I was of course not okay with this it I was actually the whole day then I was uh, starting to, to, to think and I was in my mind trying to solve this how can I solve this how can I get out of this situation and I kept busy in my mind during the rest of the day I went to sleep and it didn't take long for me into sleep that I got really tired really extremely tired and what I later noticed is that I developed a crash a sort of at 1 a.m. at night but it was already gone around 3 or 4 a.m. but I was still pretty tired I think a crash is similar to a migraine attack and after a migraine attack I also had to you know rest a little bit afterwards a sort of uh, yeah this weird feeling that comes over me and I'm sort of yeah exhausted uh, from, from this reaction of my body so that happened to me um, after this this blackmailing event and the rest of the day I felt a little bit groggy and then I realized that again I didn't feel my fear again was I ex escaping to my mind and I was working in my mind a lot to not feel the emotion of fear because I thought that it was unnecessary to feel it unconsciously so that is another emotion that came out in, in a different ex unexpected way 
And we ha we do that a lot when we have an emotion that we go to our thinking mind and thinking things through, thinking a lot. So then we fast forward again and I was um, I was a guest in a house of friends and I actually felt wired after a few days or it was almost a week I think I felt pretty wired this feeling that we have in chronic fatigue syndrome which is another form of fatigue and then I started journaling journaling helps me to speak my mind and in this case this, there wasn't really an emotion of fear that it was instant but it was the result of uh, emotional suppression over the cause of the week as I found out later when I was journaling and I must say I hate journaling and people talk to me I don't resonate with it it just does it feels crappy yeah I get it journaling is awful but it is a helpful tool and it is a necessary tool and what I found out is that if I would have journaled every day then I would have realized what was going on much earlier instead I was already feeling wired so I was journaling and I found out that I hated my behavior of trying to be a good guest. And why would I be a good guest? Maybe I, th I thought I had to be a specific type of person or I had to be a good guy, a good guest. And then I also did not really do it because I did not really want it actually. So I also felt guilt. Now expressing this again on paper via the flow of the pen made the, the resistance towards my of my, my, my emotion, my, my unconscious resistance against my unconscious emotion, it made it all dissolve. And again, I was not wired anymore. But I could, I, I could have resolved that much earlier. So therefore, um, I think journaling is a great habit and I think I should do it every day. Let it be for just only 10 minutes or something and so, some sometimes i just feel like i can i can connect to my inner truth and knowledge much better than via thinking or connect via with emotions at all via via the pen because you know i have been trained just like almost everyone else to not feel the negative emotions because they were a threat to our survival it happens to us that we create these belief systems limiting belief systems about our emotions when we are a child and when we are vulnerable and when we could not really deal with situations and we were afraid that our upbringers our parents would not accept or tolerate tolerate this behavior which is of course logical because most of our parents cannot feel their emotions they cannot deal with it and as a result they cannot deal with our emotions and then we will learn the exact same behavior and we will not accept our emotions but the emotion of anger is of course a very natural emotion it usually comes in the belly and to be very honest i missed anger for the greatest part of my life but it is a necessary thing to feel and i want to feel it all the time and at the periods that I don't feel this anger, I'm always a bit weaker. I'm always not really feeling that great. 
So the anger must always be for me in my belly or in my solar plexus. So by now we have talked about several types of fatigue. With the call in, with my ex-girlfriend, I experienced emotional fatigue. Then with the blackmailing, I experienced a crash or a cell danger response. As, a, as I was living in an existential threat at that moment. A really existential fear that is of course not happening for the first time in my life. But it was a trigger. It was already inside of me. And then uh, third, there was the resistance towards emotions that created stress and me being wired. Now, there are a lot of different types of of fatigue. And I made a blog about it, the 10 different types of fatigue. And they all might have been like several, several types of the same fatigue adding on top of each other. And as well, a lot of other symptoms can come uh, by being excessively stressed. Maybe it's also by, because of resisting symptoms. So chronic fatigue syndrome, it already says it, a syndrome is a collection of symptoms. And in these all these cases, I just talk about one particular form of, uh, of, of a reason and of a fatigue. But in chronic fatigue syndrome, what we often get is that there are a multitude of symptoms creating on top of each other one giant feeling of feeling like shit or feeling like feeling miserable. And then it is hard to identify all the different types. You might, for example, as well, uh, uh, get a very bad quality of, of sleep and you become sleep deprived. And so there are many other forms of um, of symptoms and fatigues that can come uh, to this. And in chronic fatigue syndrome, people can experience a lot of different symptoms and they often wonder like, hey, my symptoms are a bit weirder, a bit more different than this guy. Do I really have chronic fatigue syndrome? And of course, I hate the name chronic fatigue syndrome, but I use it because it's sort of a reference point to talk about this. But people uh, can call these type of of syndromes all kinds of things. Like at this moment, they call it long COVID. They used to call it um, post um, viral fatigue. So there are a lot of names that then can describe this, this syndrome of multiple symptoms. And I think it is always good to identify all the stressors and all the resistance and then to to tackle them, to de-stress it, and as well make sure that um, the stressors leave. And one thing that I really enjoy doing, well, I don't don't really enjoy it. What What am I saying right now? What I really hate, but I enjoy the results, is with journaling. Now, in coachings, I often encounter people who have done another program or uh, sort of a neuroplasticity technique, just like I did with the lightning process. And in these techniques, they tell you to say stop to these emotions and do something else instead. Well, what are they saying right now? And why does this work for some people, but it really is 
really negative for other people because i think that when you say stop to these emotions you bulldoze them and then you can program your subconscious mind to not feel the emotions and what you then what you then get can get is a form of emotional fatigue or or other uh symptoms like chronic pain for example and in the tms movement they talk about it a lot that people only have to become aware of their anger and then the chronic pain or back pain what they what they have usually disappears almost instantly because these people have as well the the unconscious belief or subconscious belief that the emotion in that case anger is something negative and they should not feel it and then the um the emotion is experienced as a bodily sensation or a symptom like like uh, like pain whereas i am also talking about the relationship the relation to fatigue and fear so what dr john sorno he's like the inventor of the tms uh, movement uh, i can call it right now he is saying that these symptoms are distractions because as long as you're distracted you don't notice that there is this negative emotion that your egoic self does not want to experience. But of course, as soon as you then journal or realize the emotions, the pain or the fatigue can flow away almost immediately. And that is also um, a sign of some, something psychosomatic. Like, is your symptoms, is it always the same? Or is, there a, is it fluctuating? Are there triggers? And if that is the case, we probably do not speak about permanent damage, although there can be a level of permanent grogginess or permanent fatigue because of all the wiredness. But as long as there are good days and bad days, we're not talking about anything permanent. We're talking about these kind of levels, these kind of things, and it has probably a lot to do with stress, and there are different types of, of stress, of course, uh, emotional stress, physical stress, like an accident, and toxic stress. And many people also believe that toxins in their life are creating this fluctuating disease. But I don't think that is the case, because then if the toxins is, are still in your body, it would create more of a permanent type of fatigue but as long as it is fluctuating i know that i can help you and i know that my program is helping you is helping people and the difference between my program then and something like uh well i don't i don't want to blame other people's programs but where they tell you to diminish the symptoms and actually bulldoze them the difference is that i allow these feelings and I am the thought that I have about these coaches trying you to bulldoze your emotions is that maybe they are talking about the thoughts about emotions. Because as long as you don't feel the emotions, you usually think it. You usually think a lot, you keep on thinking, and your mind is going all over and over and over things. Well, that of course needs to stop because it prevents you from feeling. But the emotion itself should be felt. And after that, I mean, there are people who experience the same emotion every day. 
because an emotion is a boundary. It is a signal that you're not on the right path or it is a signal that you're on the right path. So an emotion is a boundary. That means you have gone over your own boundary. You have let people go over your boundary. You have done things that are not right for you. Uh, you have the wrong job, for example, or you're living in the wrong house or, well, whatever it's that is not really working for you. And I, I recorded this uh, this podcast in German with uh, with Johannes, Fascination Fatigue. You can find it as well on Spotify. And I gave the example of, imagine that there is a man the whole the time walking behind you and he's pushing or clapping into your face. And at a certain point you notice, oh my God, I'm really angry. But if you keep the man letting, uh, well, if you let the man keep pushing or, or hitting you in your own face, well, then of course the emotion comes over and over and over again. So what you need to do at that moment is to implement a boundary. A no. An emotion is usually a negative emotion. Is a no. You need to change something in your life. And we can discuss if those higher levels of consciousness where I would like you to, to go because those are the healing states. The healing states comes if you let all the emotions out, you implement the boundaries, you're working on them, you're working on the triggers, you're working on feeling in your body because that's where the emotions are. Then you can go to those higher levels of consciousness, um, love, peace and joy. And unfortunately, most people don't know what these levels are because they never experience it. So they come up with fraudulent feelings of feeling good. And I think that joy is being very busy and doing all kinds of activities, which is not really the case. Joy doesn't have to do anything with activities. You can be joyful being doing nothing. And, and many meditators find this out, that the joy comes from within and not from without. And for many of the emotions that we are suppressing, we want to run away from the emotion. And then we can try to reach something or to get something outside of ourselves. For example, if you feel worthy, uh, unworthy, that's usually because you do not see yourself. You would like to become worthy by trying to reach something in, in, in this world. Let's say a specific job or an income or maybe uh, getting a, a nice partner, a woman or something. But you always need more from that because your feeling good is not outside of yourself. And as well, as long as you try to pursue something like that, maybe it could be something very material like a TV and, and you get a TV and then you're happy, but it doesn't last. It's only it doesn't last because there comes a point where you take it for granted and then you keep you confronted again with your own internal feelings of feeling worthless. So the emotions are in your body. That's where they are. And that's where you can find them. And that's why in the eighth module of the recovery program, it's all about emotions, but it's also about silence, silencing your mind and trying to really connect with your body. And my coachings, I make this process a little bit easier. 
and I can do this with you and I can't really tell you how to do it um, via a podcast but I can bring you to the pain inside of yourself I can bring you to the to the fear and sometimes I need help for that myself like a coach but you know this is what I what I do for a, for, for a living right now so I help people connecting with who they are so I help people to love themselves more or less to love those terrible feelings that you've been running away from your whole life that are in your body we can find them they are there they are very old and the situation that might trigger them might give you the the illusion that they are new but usually usually they are not and then we can try to love them and at the same time we can also try to love the need for you to compensate or reach something outside of yourself reach for something outside of yourself we can love both of these aspects of you and then you will notice that it was actually not that bad that actually it was very good you just needed some guidance and some help to to let you feel those 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 feelings like emotions whatever it, it is in your case so if you go for looking for something outside of yourself you'll always need more because you will always need more from that what you don't need so if you if that is your approach so far then you probably know already that this does not really work and most of the things that people do in in our life or in this world is about not feeling the emotions and we can put a mask over ourselves and try to pretend to be something that we are not and the world is full of this and if i really label it in a negative way we have a world full of fake people which is a very sad thing of course a really painful thing a painful truth and and i would like to help those people and when i was driving this week i drove past um what was sort of a gas station next to the highway and there were lots of fast food chains there and then i remember that i was reading from several of those um, those chains that the the bread was not really bread there there was sort of junk in there or i don't know if it was uh, plastic even but then i really thought oh my god look at it fake plastic food for fake plastic people and then I realized, and I already knew this, how much the external world is just a representation of our inner world. And I knew this already. And I've noticed for a long time, but as within, so without, it's really like everything as within, so without. So you don't really have to look outside of yourself, or you can, and then you, you can see what is inside of you. So everything you do not like outside, you do not like inside. And as I felt, as I as, as my mind became quieter in the past, I used to, well, I started to feel people more. And I started to, to feel their minds and, and, and their thoughts and their pains, of course. And then I noticed that most people were vibrating a level of, of self-hatred, which means not seeing yourself but these people of course would not call it that way and they had this internal psychopath 
And I was like, oh my God, I had the exact same thing. I had this ex external, internal psychopath that was always trying to make me do more things and, and only do this and one more thing this, but really mean and bulldozing. And then I found out that these people were all imprisoned by psychopathic rules, not externally, but internally. And I was awaiting already at that moment how would that manifest itself in the external world? And now it's 2022, and the answer is obvious. The answer is obvious: lockdowns. The lockdowns that we are having in this world is just a representation of our inner world. And probably soon we will also get a social credit system, which is, I think, it's terrible. But. Then I was thinking about the situation when I was a guest and I felt sort of guilt that, that I had to do things in a specific way for other people. And I was like, that is like, oh my God, that is a social credit system. I gave myself sort of points for being a good boy, being a good man. And I had to get enough of these points and, and I was exhausting myself with it. And I wasn't resisting towards these emotions that were underlying all of that because who wants to be good that is someone who feels bad and why do we feel bad because we keep running away from ourselves sometimes it's really that simple so to summarize all of this emotions are very helpful they are your friend your body creates them for you to, sh to let you see and show you that something is not right and that you should take action, then having a belief system, a limiting belief system to deny these emotions makes everything bad because it creates the urge of a coping mechanism, which is resisting. Resisting is stress, and stress means disease. And the emotions are then stored in the body. And sometimes when an emotion comes, it is not stored anymore, it is released via symptoms. And one more story that I would like to share you with you is the story of a coaching that I had with a really kind man. And he was um, he was housebound or maybe roombound even. And he was only living in two rooms, or he is. And he can go to the uh, to his room to his to his bedroom and to the bathroom. And he can stay for like a few hours being in the, in, the, in, the, in the bathtub. And then go back to his room. But the house has more rooms. And if he goes to another room, he develops a crash. So what I think that is involved in this situation is the fear. And he feels probably right. Because the external world and our, our situations are merely feedback about how we think internally and he probably is afraid of the fear and afraid of the symptoms and afraid of a crash and this fear then results in him having existential threat just like the cell danger response because a crash is the cell danger response and in the cell danger response a worm in very cold soil gets the same metabolic features as humans do when they have a crash because for the worm the environment at that period or that temperature 
is is an existential threat and he should uh, make sure that he spends as little energy as possible so what if that is the exact same thing at that moment but the threat is not anything like a virus or a toxin it is an emotion and what if it would help for him to express these fears on a daily level in a journal book so that he can become aware of it and maybe that will help him letting go of the fear for the symptoms and maybe the symptoms would decrease slowly over time so that's it's, it's not the only situation in the coachings that I have and I underestimated emotions again if, if very honestly if the, the situations that I talked about in my own situation this this year they're clear proof that I still underestimate emotions and I overestimate other things but I hate journaling but I love the results and um, I think it's something that we should all just do whether you believe me or not because if you don't believe me what do you have to lose 10 minutes of your day one pen per year and one journal book per year so we're talking about maybe a pen one dollar journal book ten dollars eleven dollars and some time of your life that you're already spending in bed there's nothing to lose here yes it could be a toxin yes it could be a, something else or a viral infection or whatever but i think that our bodies can heal themselves if we just go out of its way because i don't know how to heal my body i don't know how to raise my hand i don't know how it is possible that there is sound coming out of my mouth so fact is i don't know my body at all but i know how i can deal with it and journaling and, and being conscious about emotions and symptoms can help me and my body living a good life <sighs> yes hmm. i hope you uh i hope you enjoy this uh, this podcast and i would like to i would like also to make some uh, some advertisement for this free program on my website the alignment recovery program and my own opinion about the program is that it is groundbreaking like really i have never seen anyone else making this, something like this well i actually at this moment i am helping someone with a program what is not aiming for ill people but anyway i have never seen anything like it and it was not really my uh, the thing that i made i think it was sort of a gift that i received in a meditation and in a dream something that i had to make at that moment sometimes as well in the uh, in the explain videos that i make some i was writing down some things over the course of many weeks that i want to talk about in those uh, those uh, those videos but i kept at that moment i, I at one well um i found myself during those the recording of these videos 
saying completely different stuff as if it was coming through me. And then I would have to think about it and I had to pause it. Is that really true? That's what I thought. That's what I thought myself. And then I realized, yes, oh my God, what a wisdom just came through me. And the alignment recovery program won't make sense for everyone. Because why would I start with belief systems? Why would I start with journaling? Does it make sense? Not if you think that there is some permanent damage with you. And maybe there is damage. But all I'm trying to do at that moment is you to get out of your own way. So that healing can can appear. And I don't I don't use belief systems against negative emotions to let you bulldoze yourself. But my goal in the program is to get you into your own power so that your body can heal itself. So that is my my, my goal. And um, the whole program is based on donations. And I, I was thinking like I would like I would like to live from this, you know. I would like to be a full-time coach because I do coachings next to it. I think coachings are sometimes necessary because, you know, as I talked before, sometimes we really, like, just like I do need a coach dealing with my own things because we, we cannot really see our own darkness. The darkness is the things that we suppress from ourselves, like negative emotions, for example, or belief systems that we do not want to have. So, yes, coaching is really helpful. It can make things go faster. And usually my coachings are uh, having a self-awareness exercise in it. And it doesn't mean that you that you do like three coachings and you heal or something like that. Because healing is a process. But after like six or seven or eight months, then you'll notice the results. And you're probably calmer. You're probably having more peace. Maybe you're even enjoying your fatigue sometimes. Which is, of course, enjoyment is, is a level of consciousness, a higher level, which completely releases all the stress. And then results can happen, but gradual. Like, you won't heal overnight. Gradual. And, uh, and maybe after my coachings and you become aware of emotions and stress that is inside of you, you might experience things go worse. Which is also not a good, not a bad thing, because as long as you're not statically being in a, in a place and it's fluctuating, it means that it can heal via a program like mine. And you can spend a lot of money on programs that cost a lot of money, but you can also do this one for free and help me back with spreading the program or telling people about it or giving me a donation, which would be great. I receive lots of emails from everyone, and but it becomes sort of a full-time job. So I would like to um, I would ask for your help as well. I, I would like to help you, but I would yeah. Well, you get what I mean. Hmm. Okay. I'm glad I said that as well. That was also uh, for me something that I wanted to express, something that was living inside of me. And yes. I would like to thank you for uh, for listening to me. Visit my website, danielvanloosbroek.com, where you can find the program or get uh, the coaching sessions. And you don't need a lot of coaching sessions. But for now, I would like to wish you a very beautiful day. 
I would like to wish you calmness because healing comes from a place of calmness and and some inner peace and maybe joy. Bye everyone.